You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Words like knives and swords and weapons that you use against me, you. I mean, Fleegs has got to bring us back from this break. It's his girl here. It's right in his wheelhouse. Listen, I'm just happy to sit here listening. Thank you, Zoo, for this. I mean, I, can you see my shirt from where you are, CeeLo? Speak Now. Name of the album. Okay. Is this one of the songs off said album? Yes, it is. Okay. This is Very me. Good. Now, did you have to tee him up for this, or does he, is he no, locked well, in listen, on No, listen, Zoo's known me for a long time. No, he, but I know he knows you like Taylor, but would he have known this was off of the latest re-record as they're called yes yeah 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 zoo's up with everything going on in modern pop culture closet taylor swift fan in there uh not really but this was like a number one hit when i was in high school so it's in my alley all right i mean it being in your alley is one thing but knowing it was from this album the one that she was just re-releasing at midnight is i that would suggest that you were a little bit locked in yourself Oh, no, I looked up the uh, track listing, actually. Oh, uh, see, I, I would have guessed that Zoo was just a little bit locked into everything. Like, Zoo's kind of the guy, I, I feel like he's got a hand everywhere. That That's is good true. Way to be. No blind spots. That's a good way to be. I got a lot of hands. Got Very versatile. He's <laughs> got a lot of hands. Some big hands as well. Can cover a lot of territory, a lot of surface area. Look out. Anyway, 526 on a Friday morning. It is the warm-up show. You got CeeLo and Fliegelman rounded out the week. Jerry and Sal coming up at the top of the hour. I survived and got back in time, so break one. We checked that. We'll see about... You got uh, back in plenty of time. Traffic hadn't even started and yeah, you were running well, back listen, in here. I know this week we've been... Uh, the breaks have been a little shorter than usual, so I didn't know exactly what to expect, but uh, we've not hit six yet, and I've not gotten in here for my... Here's when I'll be able to exhale. About 6.40 when Jerry says, okay, we got to go. I'll see you next hour. That's when I'll feel settled in for this morning. I'll try to push them long in the open and say, hey, guys, we don't really have a lot of time for CeeLo. You'll get to more sound at 7.20. That worked for you? That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I do want to ask you this question because we were talking about the Yankees last segment. And it's a very weird time for them because Aaron Judge is out. There's uncertainty when he'll return. I'm not even going to. I don't even want to say the other word, two-letter word, because it just... It's things to think about, so we'll go with when he returns and maybe how close towards full strength you get him, but it puts the Yankees in a very interesting position with the trade deadline yeah. a little bit less than a month away. So, I mean, we've all kind of been in agreement all year, maybe except for Brian Cashman, that Yankees could use another bat here, right? They <laughs> could ideally one. they could ideally use somebody who could play left field. They put up the stat on, yes, yesterday, with uh, negative four uh, defensive run save I mean, in left field. There was a ball over that IKF took an awful angle, too, that went over his head. I mean, listen, it doesn't matter. They got their butts kicked. I'm not trying to make it about just that one play. But, yeah, there have been some uh, there have been some gaffes out there of late. Oswaldo Jake Cabrera. Bauer's going to the injured list. Right, yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, so one, one of the guys who's filled about in Jake pretty Bowers, admirably. They DFA'd Hicks to bring in Greg Allen. He got hurt, you know, 
within a couple of games, and it was what is it? That's a quad injury. I think six to eight weeks. I mean, these guys—it's unbelievable. These guys, right? So you would say that the Yankees need to add an outfielder at the trade deadline. I right? think everyone would. Right. I mean, if they're Again, actually ex- looking except to, potentially Brian Cashman, I think everybody else on earth understands that. I think if you shot Cashman up with some truth serum, he probably realizes right. that as well. That's fair. <laughs> uh, and a name that's been tossed around a lot because he's a power hitter. He's an outfielder. Cody Bellinger having a nice little resurgent year with the Cubs. And not that he's great, but when you look at the teams that we know right now might be sellers, maybe the best on a bad list. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. A guy that if you feel like you know he could he could catch fire and go back to what he was, lefty bat, obviously, as well at Yankee Stadium. Though and, sometimes, and he's a pull hitter, too. So yeah. I know like some of his uh, advanced metrics, they don't like him because all he does, and he doesn't always hit the ball hard, but... I'm I'm not one to sit here and tell you I care about exit velo that much, and he pulls the ball. But if he's a Yan- in hitting in Yankee Stadium, yeah. you're not going to complain about that. The only thing is sometimes I've noted not every guy, but sometimes they'll bring in a guy and we say that, and then I feel like they're like overcognizant of it, and they're almost like trying. You can almost see them trying to force it. That I mean, if he's a pull hitter, he's a pull hitter. That's fine. But like Joey Gallo comes to mind immediately. Now there were a lot of holes in his swing to begin with. I get that. A lot of swing and miss even before he came to to the Bronx. But um you just you worry about a guy feeling like, okay, I've got I have to take advantage of the short porch in every at bat, and they become pull happy and then they're pulling off the ball and then they just become a guy that's easy to get out because the pitchers and the opposing team know that and they're gonna give you, you know, soft stuff low and away. And then it becomes tricky. They're almost daring you to go the other way with it. No, that's fair. But I like Bellinger because he's played for a, a high, a sure. prolific team before. He's been on a World Series winning team. He can hit four. Con- not that he's done it his whole career, but at times hit for a decent average. The power's there. He's got speed. He's athletic. Yeah. I think he's a good piece to add to this team. I've also been it. I've been advocating for the Yankees. You know, one position that no one's really talked about this year because it's not as important as some of the others, and they're getting outstanding defense from both guys at this spot. Catcher. But the catcher offensively, Jose Trevino might have just been a little lightning in a bottle last year. Yeah, he's an And the clock has struck midnight. <laughs> right, like that. that's gone. So, yeah, you love him and you love Higgy, what they bring defensively behind the plate. But I look at a team again like the Cubs and someone like Jan Gomes, who is also, I mean, has been praised for his defense for what feels like a decade now in Major League Baseball. Great fielding catcher and a guy who hits over 260 with some pop. So I think, all right, maybe that's another player that you try to include in a deal. And I'm thinking now even big picture here, because as I mentioned last segment, well, the Yankees now, when you look at what's happened to Severino and the uncertainty with Nestor Cortez, and I guess technically you still have to say there's a little bit of uncertainty with Rodon that he might get hurt again when, after he comes back later Anything's today. Anything's possible. Right, facing yeah. these Cubs. After Garrett Cole, there are some question marks in that rotation. So what would you say if I told you we make this a big trade with the Cubs, you're getting Bellinger, you're getting Gomes, and you're bringing Marcus Stroman oh back my to God, New York no. to pitch for the team he always wanted to pitch for. <laughs> I'd sooner, I, <laughs> this is going to sound asinine, I'd sooner bring Jamison Tyone back who's you know pitching what, no, an ERA it, almost a seven. It's no, I'm funny. Kidding. I'm kidding. He, right, Tyone's been awful Stroman's for the Cubs this year. numbers have been excellent. I yeah. might not rather bring back Tyone, but I think I would rather look to other teams and take a guy who's got, not the seven ERA, but a four, four and a half ERA, then trust Marcus Stroman. But I just wasn't sure. Like, that's coming from a Mets fan. I wasn't sure if the Yankee fan has the same, just like the initial, like your instinct is to say no to Marcus Stroman. It is. And I mean, you can call that unfair and call it whatever you want. I just, I don't know. Maybe my, maybe my antenna has been too up on all the other stuff that like, 
to me, I, when I think of him, I think of Kyrie. That, like that's the kind of the comparison I make as far as the I think it's off a little field, unfair off the court a little stuff unfair towards Strowman. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. I and I, I'm guy. not a Marcus Stroman fan. Didn't love him when he was in, with the Mets. But, I mean, Kyrie's on his own little planet. Yeah. But there I, are times, listen, I remember there was a game where it was a West Coast game. I was staying up late. I remember going to Saratoga the next morning. So I wasn't working, but I had to be up, you know, at like 730 to get in the car with my dad for the three and a half hour drive. And I stay up late watching this Met game. They lose. It's ugly. And Marcus Stroman, after the game, is retweeting his I defensive that. highlights. I remember that. In a yeah. game the team lost, they're yeah. in free fall, they're spiraling. Dude, that stuff bothers me. And, and, and it ticked a lot of people off, yeah. and I was one of them because it's just, he, he seems like a me guy. That's where I'll say the comparison is fair. That's kind of what I meant. Because it seems like somebody who cares more talented about players his own performance players. in the team. Yeah. Extremely talented. Yeah. And I think if maybe he focused a little bit more, he could be even better. I mean, look, I can't argue with his. He's, we went over it the other day. He's among the leaders in ERA, right? In and, he's still, and he's had three not great starts in a row, but still a sub three ERA. And for a guy who, one, one thing about Stroman, he is durable. He is going to take the ball every five days and he's going to give you six, maybe more innings. And that's something that right now, yeah. I mean, the Yankees could use. I wonder where how he'd fit in with the dynamic here. Coming back in New York, he is sort of a. I don't want a big personality is not the right. He's an, he's a different personality. He's an interesting personality. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't I don't have a great feel right now for what the vibe is in the, you know in the clubhouse while Judge is down. I mean, he's there obviously, but it's different when you're not playing. Absolutely. Even if you're a leader, yes. you know Rizzo's going through struggles right now. Stanton's not hitting. I mean, they don't they don't have a lot going for them. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, they need an infusion of of something if they're going to actually make a run at this thing. And um, you're, it's you're, funny just because on about paper, numbers wise, type yeah. of pitcher, numbers wise, he's a perfect fit. But we both sit here and just go, oh boy, I don't know about that. And also, so, something just feels wrong there. And even just even beyond that, just from like forget it's Stroman for a second, just this trade deadline, this Yankee team, and making the moves. Potentially, and what they'd obviously have to give up. I mean, you're talking about in that trade; those are not those are three three names that have some you know some familiarity and some some uh, some appeal. So, I mean, they're not the Cubs aren't going to just hand them over. And I don't know where the Yankees are at right now as far as wanting to give up on prospects or who's even high. I mean, you obviously you got Peraza, Austin Wells is a name we've heard, right? You're, and you're not giving up Dominguez either in a deal like that. But there are some other you know other guys maybe. Towards the bottom of your top ten, you yeah. know, you're looking at giving away one position player, the, one pitcher for them. I wonder what the price is going to be and how willing they're going to be to do it. Considering they're, I don't know. Maybe maybe the the view internally is different than it is from my eyes. Where again, I don't I don't think they're a couple pieces away from being a legitimate contender right now. Now that might sound unfair because any team that makes it into the playoffs, we know has I mean, we saw what the Phillies did last year. But I just. See, I, I think they are going because... Kind of going all in for this year, and then... No, I, I hear you. It's tough, but the, two things with that. One, I think they are a contender if they add a couple more pieces because 
I don't think any team outside of the Braves is all that great. I've been down mm-hmm. on the Rays all year. Maybe not to the extent Evan was, but I thought they were going to start, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit, and that started to happen. I mean, they just they're, they're losing games to the Phillies. They don't look as unbeatable as they did in early April. So I think if you have Garrett Cole and Carlos Rodon pitching, and Judge comes back healthy, that's the big and you're if, adding it. It is a big if. I but, have no feel right but now. But at some point, CeeLo, and this is this is the second part of it. In addition to thinking they can contend if their pieces are all clicking, this is now year seven of this group. No, I know. If not now, when? I mean, Garrett Cole is still an ace. How long can you count on that as Garrett Cole gets into his 30s? Carlos Rodon, 30-year-old pitcher, has had injury problems his entire career. Well, that's why— How long into his deal do you have—you know, you're in position right now. You're a playoff team. Maybe you're not going to win the division, but the wild card, not that much of a difference in the modern playoffs. So if not now, you have Aaron Judge, again, when he's healthy, putting up otherworldly numbers— one of the best players, if not the best hitter in the game. How long can you count on performances like that? To me, if you have those elements, you got to go for it. You got to strike while the iron's hot. I agree with that, but I think that's why it was frustrating that you know they didn't make an additional move or two in the offseason when it's just money, you're, unless you're talking about a trade. No, but I 100% agree. I, I and just, I gave credit to Cashman last year for the Benintendi trade. Didn't work out. He got yeah, hurt. Yeah, I had no problem with this that. This offseason— yeah. Set it all off season, and everybody agreed seemingly. I, I, while I love the Rodon pickup, thought it made sense. Them not adding a bat, you're seeing it now. This team, even with everything they've dealt with, Carlos Rodon tonight is June seventh or July seventh. He's going to throw his first pitch later tonight. Aaron Judge has now missed over a month, and he missed time earlier in the season. Yeah. They're still a playoff team. They're still eight games over five hundred. If they had just made those one or two other... And again, they didn't have to be big moves. A guy I wanted the Yankees to sign for two years. Didn't understand why they didn't like him. A guy like Tommy Pham. You throw a guy who hits 280 with some power, can play the outfield, 800-plus OPS, into this lineup. What does that do to them? What do you want from the Yankees? Well, listen, CeeLo. Send, Famo, send, I mean, send Pham over. We're talking about a lot now. I mean, the Mets are back. The Mets are going on a run here. <laughs> I can't give up Tommy Pham, and that's that's what I was going to say next. You, you we, needed to make that call last no, I know. week. Well, that that was that's that leads me to my point, right? So we're breaking down the Yankees from a Mets standpoint. Yeah, less it, it's a week ago today. The conversation was like, okay, it can't be fool's gold. They got to bite the bullet. Scherzer, Verlander, Pham's their best trade chip outside of Robertson. Like you know, let's sell it, sell it all off, and then figure if they can run it back next year. And you have a completely different feel now. A week later. And that can be dangerous too, right? Because oh, extremely. it feels like everything's changing, but I mean, they have a rough weekend in San Diego and we're kind of almost maybe right back right, listen, to where they we lose were. two out of three, we're talking about them yeah. being sellers again. Yeah. I'll say this. Who would I want from the Yankees? Let's say the Mets maybe do fall back out of it and you're talking about trading fam or who with the Yankees and Cashman specifically. Another righty hitter. I, I want a pitcher that he does not mention when he calls up and starts talking about a trade. If it's one of the names, the 10 guys that Cashman is willing to trade, I don't want to, I don't want to touch them. <laughs> I'll take somebody who's in the rookie league, is 18, and nobody knows a thing about him yet before I'll take the guy, oh, this guy's at Scranton. He's putting up great numbers. He can be in the big leagues later yeah, this month. Right. I don't want him. Randy Vasquez. Yeah, right. Johnny Randy Vasquez. F- consecutive scoreless innings of five-plus, uh, or outings of five-plus innings in the big leagues. Yeah. Hey, you can slot him right in, rotation or bullpen. I don't want him. If, if Brian Cashman is willing to trade a guy... I want nothing to do with him. That part is, I, I have said it that about the Yankees. It is unbelievable how every time this guy makes, listen, the return might not be great. Frankie Montas, 
complete waste of space. Sonny Gray, yeah. And, they, and they, Sonny Gray, I don't even question for just because that guy has succeeded in three other places. You can't predict who can and can't pitch in New York. I give him a pass on that one. But in none of these trades, this has been years of Brian Cashman trading all these prospects, all this pitching depth, and not once has it come back to hurt the Yankees. Yeah. Not one of these guys has gone on to do anything anywhere else. And whoever they keep, even if you didn't hear of them, you know, who knew who Randy Vasquez was three months ago? Now, no he's got three really impressive big league outings. Yeah, and they'll probably use that as leverage and move him at some point, and we'll never hear from him again. Listen, the Cubs, you can get two guys for that. Randy Vasquez, they could throw him right into the rotation. I told you yesterday, we were joking off the air. I said they're going to trade him for whoever they get at the deadline, and he's going to have a 5.2 ERA with his new team the rest of the way. Uh, hell, he's got a 5 ERA at AAA. Right. I gave the numbers yesterday. He's 2-8 and eight with like a 5.11 ERA at AAA. And in the big leagues, he's got a 1-1-7. Memo Go to figure. anybody trading with the Yankees. If Brian Cashman is willing to give you a guy, you don't want him. It's like the Rays as well. They have that reputation. Or it's no, it's like the Rays when they call up and ask about a guy. Right. And like if Bill the, Belichick the in football used to yeah, call yeah. up and say, hey, I want this guy who you're not playing. <laughs> Hang why? up the phone right, and right. figure out why. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is true. I've asked that question a lot in recent years about the last Yankee prospect they got rid of who came back to bite them. So you got the guy Duran that's playing well for the Rangers right now. But from a pitching standpoint, yeah. No there shot. isn't one. That no. That's the answer. There isn't one. There's no. Garrett Whitlock who they, has been okay and hurt. And, that and was, they I lost think, in a Rule 5, five draft. Yeah. There isn't one yeah. in all these years. Not once. In all these trades, now six-plus years, really his entire tenure, there's not one young pitching prospect where you look back and say, wow, the Yankees want that guy back. They are good at talking up their prospects and getting other teams to believe in them for whatever reason, which, you know, we can compliment Cashman and the Yankees, but shame also, shame also on the other teams. Like, they have scouts. They have people that work in their front office and baseball development. Right, like, these teams are going over. Like, out. even the you know the Mets traded for Brooks Raley, and my first thought when they made the trade in the offseason was, all right, he's good, but why do the Rays want to trade him? And he's been good for the Mets this year. So yeah. even the other teams, the great teams, listen, the Braves are a machine. They're going to get one out of 20 moves wrong. Sure. And Cashman yeah, gets a lot of moves wrong, yeah. but not who he trades away. He holds on to some guys who he should trade away, but he never trades away the guy he should keep. That's a that's a good thing to have on the resume. As much as we've been critical of him in recent years, that is a feather in his cap. I would agree. All right, we step aside, take a break here, come back, mix it up a little so- not a little different, very different. As we go from the hard-hitting sports analysis of the baseball locals to a, a little off-the-beaten-path story that's getting all kinds of play nationally. And I woke up to this morning and seeing the headlines and the coverage on TV and just makes me scratch my head. So we'll cover that on the other side. CeeLo and Fleegs warm-up show leading into Jerry and Sal coming up at the top of the hour here on a Friday on The Fan.